0: And we're live, baby. Welcome to the Pardon My Jerk podcast, the only CrossFit podcast out there with two guys that actually know anything about other sports. So today uh we are going to dig into the Granite Games semifinal, but first we have news. Say what's up, dump. What's going on, guys? How's
1: everybody doing?
0: So um, yeah. You want to dive into news first or you want to do the granny Games first?
1: Uh, let's do the news. Let's get, let's get the news out of the way.
0: Cool. So, uh, in a past couple months where we were pretty starved for the needle sort of moving on the uh, the news front at all, suddenly it's just been like a fire hose of stuff coming out. And like, I'm kind of like just trying to prioritize uh, the big ones, you know. So, uh, a couple things have come out. Uh, I didn't talk about it last week on the solo pod. uh, So there's a few things I want to mention. First and foremost, one of the things that has come out in recent weeks is CrossFit bumped up the prize purse for the games. An article released by Morning Chalk Up uh, gave us a reflection on what we saw. uh, Immediate takeaways, Dunk, upon checking that out.
1: Uh, I, I mean, they didn't really do much. Like they, 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 they threw out the big number to kind of catch everybody's attention, but like the, none of the actual money for the athletes winning like changed much. Like it was a couple thousand for each, each of the top five, was it each
0: of the top five that got a little bit of a bump? So one through 20 all got pay bumps Okay. as a total. It was like a grand total of about an 8% pay bump. Um, First place went from 300 to 310,000. I'm not a hundred percent sure what that accomplished besides like accommodating inflation after COVID. Uh, And then pretty much, pretty much everyone from like two to 10 got like a five grand pay bump. And then like 11 to 20, it's a mixed bag. It it got less and less as the numbers went down. I think I would have, uh, I think
1: I would have preferred for them to take like the bumps that they gave each athlete and then just, but just give that to like the rest of the athletes that are at the games.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's so many better ways I think they could have done. I don't think anybody was like saying I won the games and didn't get enough money. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure no one's complaining, but I think if you pulled every athlete, not named Matt Fraser or Tia Toomey and they were saying, well, we can give a, significant pay bumps at the top 10 and a minuscule pay bump to 10 through 20 and dog shit to 21 through 40. Right. Or we can just pay everybody and not give anyone a raise in the top 20. What would you want? Yeah. Like, I think,
1: I think it'd be unanimous that everybody would want to get paid. Right.
0: And they easily with the money they put out. So it's like, it was, I mean, think about if you're averaging five, 5,000, for one through 20, what's 20 times five. That's like a hundred grand. Yeah. Something like, something like that. And that's like, you could just take that and divvy that out among 21 through 40. Uh, We talked about this. I I personally didn't have a major issue with the payouts that they gave to athletes at the semifinals. I, I understand people's gripe with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a gripe with it. I just thought that that payout is appropriate. Uh, because in my opinion, if you're in the semifinals, you are semi-professional. So here's, we're going to pay some people, but not everybody's going to get a massive pay bump. Um, I liken it to the PGA Tour. Like, if you're not in the top 150 on the PGA Tour, you're paying to get in the top 150. That's just how it works. You know, in my opinion, once you've made it to the CrossFit Games, the big show, you are a professional athlete and you deserve to be compensated as such. I agree.
1: I, uh, I think they need to do something, though, as far as for the semifinals. Like, they're making a lot of these athletes fly halfway across the world to go to certain events, with the exception of a few names. So, like, like these are thousands of dollars they're spending just to get to the competition. Like, I, I think there needs to be something figured out there.
0: If nothing else, as, if nothing else, I think it would be completely fair, uh, a fair expectation of CrossFit to be like, listen, guys, just – rent out the local Hilton for us. Like at least yeah. just give them all one organized place that they can stay in and, and front that, you know, like, and the fact that they, at the CrossFit games, people are paying for Airbnbs. That's ridiculous to me. I agree. Like, like when you talk about like, Oh, in, in 2016, they had to go to Aromas and I don't know. I, I don't know, but I've heard like athletes are staying on Airbnbs and stuff. It's like, So they have to be on a flight at five o'clock in the morning or six o'clock in the morning or whatever. And they're not all in the same place. Yeah. That's that's bizarre to me. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I personally, when you're not at the professional level, I don't have an issue with someone having to pay their way in to get into that point. Um, But I just think it's ridiculous that you can go to the CrossFit games, have to pay all the travel fees, pay for the food, pay for the hotel, train your ass off year round as a full-time job to get to that point and still walk away losing money, you know?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I just, I, I don't understand their thought process on It's like, all right, you need to travel back to your home country. It's like, all right, if you live somewhere, just let them compete in that area. You know, like if you've been there for a while, like I, I don't see the reason for making people go back to like back home.
0: There were, well, I, it might've been COVID protocol type stuff. But um, there were people that got to stay where they were at. Yeah, in but America.
1: that was only because of COVID stuff. They would have made them – like, Tia would have had to fly back to Australia if, like, Australia wasn't on complete shutdown.
0: And then have know? to come back to the United States. Yeah, yeah. Just, what I'm yeah. saying
1: is, like, what does it matter if – like, if – let's uh, – I know Jacob Hebner made a joke about moving to Madagascar back in the day. Like, what does it matter if he moves to, like, South Africa? If he moves there, he moves there. You has to live there for a year. Let's let, make that a rule. You have to live there for an entire year. Or
0: like, it's like, jokes on you, man. You live in Madagascar now. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like that's their decision. Like, but don't make like, them fly halfway across all the right, world. It's,
0: it's that important for you to go to to go to the CrossFit Games, where you just had to pay the plane ticket and to pay to get a place there and like move all your shit there. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. Okay, you made it, and as we've established, there's a good chance you're not even going to get paid to go to the CrossFit Games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, like I said, I, I I've got an issue with some of their rule like, rules on like where you can compete and where you can't compete. But
0: yeah, I'd uh, I'd be interested to hear their justification on that. Like, yeah, why at this point, why does Katrin need to go back to Europe? Um yeah. The only thing I would think of, the only justification that is kind of jumping to my mind is just competitive balance. In the sense, like, you know, we don't, like, most of the highest level athletes tend to congregate in the United States and Canada. So, it's like, you know, Sam Briggs spends a ton of time in the United States. Uh, Kristen Holta spends a lot of time in the United States. Katrin Davis-Arter lives in the United States. Tia lives in the United States. So, now all of a sudden, these North American semis just get, just overrun, you know. Yeah. And now we have good athletes that are going to be outside looking in as far as getting into the games. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. That that would be my only justification I can really think of on it, and I, I, I think it's somewhat flimsy. But yeah, that's, I don't know that's if that's a good reason to like make make people do all that. But right, right. But it's like crazy. You would think these with all the sponsors these people have, like you would think the sponsors maybe would jump in to kind of take care of some of that. You know. You would think. And maybe they do. Maybe
1: some of them, maybe some of these athletes don't have to pay for anything. It's like maybe, maybe Tia would never have even had to pay any part of the plane ticket over there. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Well, I think a lot of athletes too, it's like they want to say they're they're sponsored athletes, but it's like getting a free couple of uh, vials of CBD oil because you made some Instagram posts doesn't, maybe yeah. you're not you're right. <laughs> a professional athlete yet, but I don't know. I, that's just, Speculate, that's how it used to be back in the day. I don't even know if it's like that anymore, but yeah, there's a lot of people. back like years ago, it'd be like, Oh, I'm a sponsored athlete. It's like, Yeah, somebody gives you free t shirts. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: you put you wear their t shirt because and post it on Instagram, and you get a few free ones. That doesn't count. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're, you're an so. ambassador at that point,
0: <laughs> right? Right, yeah. I mean, sure, would it be great to see like those semifinals go like first place gets 10, second gets nine, third gets eight?
1: I, uh. Yeah. I think I think it's going to change from year to year, though, because with the new regime, it make it seems like they're in on like trying to get gain like big sponsors. So like, oh yeah, they've only they've only been around for a short period of time at this point. So who's to say next year they don't have like some big big time sponsors and they can give huge payouts or or much larger payouts to the bottom of the field?
0: I mean, they already do. What was it? the Granite Games? They kept saying it's brought to you by what was it, Ram Trucks or something like that? Or yeah, was yeah. It, yeah. This weekend, like. They, I I have a suspicion that I think when the new regime took over, they extended themselves financially very far. Like you kept seeing, like, oh, we're doing the scholarships, we're going to do this. You know, the L ones significantly dropped off, right? The the educate the uh, the CrossFit training stuff felt, I would imagine, decreased significantly because of COVID. You know, uh, we were seeing all these sort of resources and re. Uh, people reaching out to help affiliates despite the number of affiliates decreasing. I would imagine their revenue uh, we saw a pretty significant decrease in revenue. And just from information that I have, CrossFit is putting a significant emphasis on finding more partnerships for the games. So I think that they're just kind of banking money and recouping money a little bit for the time being they've got legit real deal partners that they that they're dealing with and yeah, I, I see I, no reason why that won't increase
1: yeah i think uh i think going forward they're in good shape as far as as far as that goes i think it's just going to take some time to get to the point where they're going to be paying their athletes like like the pga tour does
0: right and i think it's to a degree it's like it's like let's just take a year yeah. let see what we're going to make with this just just be, give us another year to kind of figure out what the hell we're doing here. Because a year ago, this time, we didn't even know what we were going to do and we were pre- preparing to have five people on each side doing it on a farm. So there is going to be sort of a bounce back here. It's definitely moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah. I mean, we would just dealt with a year of COVID and then right prior to that, like we had the Glassman issue and we weren't even like the top athletes were dropping out of CrossFit at that point. So it's like, Within the span of like a year, a year and a half, a lot has gone on. So, like, just give it a little bit of time for them to kind of get their footing and and uh, get going back in the right direction.
0: Right. And speaking of which, so this is, I mean, this, so all these stories are sort of uh, connected in different ways. But uh, also in the news this week, we or the last two weeks, I can't keep track, but we saw CrossFit dumped Assault Fitness as an advertising partner. I don't know if there's any information as to why or what, what caused that. What do you think the, uh, the reasoning was behind that? Do you think there's any, do you think there's foul play afoot?
1: No, I think that they just like, other than the assault bike, what were they using that was involved with assault fitness?
0: Assault runner.
1: Okay. Yeah. But everybody makes those now. Yeah. Well, so like the rogue echo bike, is a is a better piece of equipment, it's a more durable piece of equipment than the assault bike. Yep, fine, yep. you can get that at the games, and then the assault runner, you can get it at any any uh fitness company now, they're all selling that kind of stuff. So,
0: right, yeah, the, I the think, assault runner is from well, I've, I've never actually used an echo bike in a workout before, but from what I've gathered, the echo bike by all accounts is a superior, more durable piece of equipment.
1: They're they're different machines, like the echo bike is bigger and bulkier like it's but and it's a, definitely it's a different great. workout yeah it's definitely a different workout but
0: I mean, I mean probably to a degree they're like it's kind of a of, uh, superfluous partner it's like well why are we encroaching upon rogue who's do, done so much for us um the you can they now can use the true form runner who's a separate partner that they can partner with but uh did you hear about this thing like there, there's like a cease and desist order out on people making uh, self-powered runners? No. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't want to get it too far because I don't know a ton of information about it. So I don't want to mess it up too much. But I, there's another company, I guess, that invented like runners like that. Mm-hmm. And I think they put out a cease and desist order to like true Form or Assault or somebody like that. Uh to like, please stop. Like, under penalty of law, like you need to stop making these.
1: But to or, the or to us. assault fitness or the uh, the other company that you true don't form. Really I don't own. know.
0: I know. So there's that. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. And then years ago, uh, when I I, I read uh, Castro's book, he did on behind mm-hmm. the scenes of the games. Do you remember this story with? It might have been, been assault. It might have been assault. It could have been true form, but. I think it was assault. They came out with the assault runner and nobody had access to it yet. And they put it in at regionals that year. Uh, I I hope I'm not wrong on this. I hope it's not the true form. Um, I hope I'm not telling the wrong, this wrong story. This is a whole long winded waste of time, but I, they came out with the assault runner that year. Castro goes to the guy from assault and says, Hey, do me a favor. We're going to do this at regionals. We're going to unveil this at regionals. We're going to like pump it all up. Brand new piece of equipment. No one's ever seen this before. No one's ever used this before. And, uh, but we don't want any of the athletes to have ever had the opportunity to practice on it. And the guy from assault was like, Oh yeah, no problem. That's let's do that. And then like a week later, Castro scrolling through Instagram and Lauren Fisher is running on an assault runner. And according to castro in his book he was pissed oh i'm sure yeah he was really he was really pissed so i
1: thought that like something they they weren't going to get that out to somebody
0: right and then it was like i think it was like two or three other people got like lauren's an invictus athlete she might have been in dubai at the time i think i think she might have been in dubai at that point but it's like regardless it's like Send it to Invictus, and you have ten games athletes that are going to use it, or send it to Dubai, and you have ten games right. athletes that are going to have access to it. So right. ended up being like a handful of other athletes had access to the assault runner before regionals, and uh, and Castro was really pissed about it.
1: I mean, that just get, might have come why, into
0: play on the decision.
1: I, that might have, yeah. I don't know. I get why he'd be upset about it, but it's like, what do they expect?
0: Right. So, so um, and then oh, and then the final piece of uh, piece of news I want to talk about before we dive into some G games uh, is CrossFit re-upped their deal with CBS
1: I think this is a a, I don't know how they're going to work with it on like the live TV but I think CBS has a pretty good like sports app that like you can stream stuff on I think that they could organize it pretty well to where it's an easy watch for like just kind of the the general public instead of basically just watching like a, like a track meet, you know? Yeah. So I think, I think this is, I think this is pretty good for them. I, I'm not sure how they're going to air it or what they're going to do with it, but
0: I think this is a, a pretty big thing. So I read the chalk up article on it and I agree with you. I think this is a good platform. Uh, I don't think we're going to see it this year, but I think this is a spectacular sort of jumping off point of a platform to sort of build a sport on. So I saw, it was like, they're going to show like the finals on Sunday. Like that's going to be a live feed type thing. Um, I don't know if it's going to be on cable TV or not. It yeah. might just be on the CBS sports app. Uh, like the 18 games work. Um, and then I think I saw like six or eight hours of like highlights throughout the weekend. Um, but it's also going to be streamed on Paramount plus. And the fact that it's, even if it's not on CBS live, which would be awesome. But the fact that they're going to be putting on those apps, I think is awesome because of like what we talked about before with how that opens you up to like, if you really wanted to, you could watch the games a la carte and not really have to sit there through 10 minutes of commercial for commercials, for like resets.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if they've got, if they've got a media person that knows what they're doing, it's like they're going to label the thing, like the, each thing it's like, all right, here's the final heat or like here, like, they're going to let you know, like, these are the athletes you want to watch kind of deal.
0: Right. That There's that. I mean, you could honestly, I think they did this previously or, or something like this, where we can if I'm watching the games on Saturday and I'm like, oh, that was really cool. They can have a whole playlist of all the previous events that you missed. Right. So if the average lay person who's never watched the CrossFit games before sees them doing an event they're like, well, this is interesting. They can go back to day one and watch those events and, and again, just like, sort of pick and choose what they want to see.
1: Like they can get lost in a little rabbit hole and then just kind of gain
0: interest in it just because they saw one event and now they can watch all of them. Right. So I think it's spectacular. I think anytime you have a major – I mean, you really don't get a much more major partner in something like this than CBS. Um, The fact that the foot is in the door at this point, I think this is spectacular. And uh, probably would have been a good thing for us to lead off with because we were talking about how athletes need to be paid more money. Again, it's simple economics. The reason that the NBA can pay guys thirty million dollars a year is because they have a ridiculous TV, se- several ridiculous TV contracts. That's what's paying people salaries. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So more people, the more people wa- that watch, the more
0: people, the more people are going to get paid. Yeah, and CBS is on board with the CrossFit Games the year that they did a marathon row, so. Seems like they're a pretty loyal partners.
1: <laughs> yeah, if they,
0: if they can manage to get through that, then they're, they're, they're in good shape. Yeah, I honestly, I can't say enough good things about it. I th- I think it's just I think it's spectacular news. I think I it's such it's such a great jumping off point. And uh, it seemed like it was pretty low key. You didn't really see a lot about it on social media. Yeah, it didn't blow up like you would think it would. Yeah, not, at least I'm, not in
1: the the corners that we follow.
0: Yeah, if I'm an athlete, I'm over the moon. Like, right. The fact that you have the opportunity to be on live TV. What was the last time CrossFit was on live TV? It's been a while. It wasn't YouTube. Right, right. You know, uh, by the way, they, it will still be streamed on YouTube, will still be streamed on the game site, will still be streamed on Facebook. So I will probably watch it on YouTube. I think let's that's hope, just the best platform for it. Let's hope that Facebook
1: figures it out, because I don't think I've ever watched a good Facebook stream of any CrossFit event.
0: No. Facebook's horrible. I'm not, gonna, I'm not even touching Facebook. It's terrible. I don't understand. Yeah, 17 was a disaster. Remember, I think it was in 2017. That was the only stream they had was on Facebook, and it was just yeah, it was horrible. so bad. But even just even just these semifinals being on on uh, YouTube, this has to be pretty lucrative for CrossFit. Like yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm interested to know. If, Maybe not. I don't know. I might be that might be just over speculating, but it seems like it It could be, you know, uh, especially with these event organizers. It seems like they're doing a lot of the legwork with maybe some with some support from CrossFit. Um, I think this the, the what we've seen with the semifinals so far has been a rousing success. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You no, know, um, I thought it was interesting. So I was at an Airbnb this weekend, got in late Friday night. Um, it's just me. At the Airbnb, I'm alone, and they had a Roku TV. Um, I hit YouTube. I want to catch the end of day one of the Granite Games. So I type in – I go to YouTube. I just type in day one on YouTube on somebody else's Roku, not my own. Uh, complete strangers. And as soon as I type in day one, the first thing – I don't even know if I got the one. I just typed in day. The first thing that comes up, day one Granite Games, CrossFit. That's pretty impressive. it yeah. searched. Right, like they, there must be there must be some traffic being generated there. So right, right. So perfect segue. That's professionalism in podcasting, my friend. So killing it. Let's yeah, it took me about 35 episodes, but I <laughs> managed to get to mediocre. Um let's talk about granite games. So I, I caught up on everything, I pretty much watched everything, got through I watched all the final heats to be informed enough on this um let's get we can go event by event and we can give your your quick sort of takeaways and and you know i'll feed off you but what were your immediate sort of takeaways from this weekend
1: uh immediate takeaways is i did not like the programming at all i thought it was i thought it was hot garbage it was it was there was no long events there was it was all quick um it's all relatively quick. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, and we've already talked about how much we're over watching people snatch. So yeah. I, I just, I, I didn't like, I didn't like the events. I didn't like the events. And uh, I really wasn't impressed by very many of the athletes.
0: Yeah, it's fair. So. Uh, Mal O'Brien definitely picks the right event. Yes. To- <laughs>
1: well, yeah. so I'm watching it and like, I'm watching the first day. She's she's crushing it. I'm watching the second day. She's crushing it. And I'm, and then we get to the third day, and I'm like, she's just gonna run away with everything, and like she could be a factor. But then like those last two events, she just kind of was there. And I'm like, if there were some of the, like top level at games athletes here, they would have mopped the floor with everyone at this at this event.
0: Ooh, it's hot like, take there. Here's the thing. I, she 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 crushed. It. I mean, she was okay. She was decent on the snatch. I mean, if you put her snatch numbers in Mac, she's like upper middle of the pack, essentially. She snatched the same thing as Haley Adams. Yeah. Um, you know, the the Metcons right in the middle there, she blew out of the water. But I think, wasn't it like a in the final event, didn't she get like a tough judge call on those lunges or something like that? No, that was Emma Carey. I know Emma Carey was getting hammered by her judge.
1: Or is it Uh, Mal just like on the
0: last rep or something?
1: No, no, that was Carrie. At Mal O'Brien, she had just a rookie mistake. She like was lunging, tried to, she was, she was going, and then she got halfway through the like the last set of lunges and just dropped the weights. So like she she like it's like she she kept going, she knew she wasn't gonna make it, but instead of just stopping, she like kind of got caught up in everything and just, and tried to finish it out. She knew she wasn't going to, but didn't, she, it,
0: didn't it have to, it had to be unbroken, didn't it? Like it had to be an unbro- unbroken sections.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying, so like, she knew she wasn't going to, I feel like in her head, she knew she wasn't making it, but got caught up, tried to just see if she could get there, got halfway through and had to go all the way back to, to that start of the third set and uh kind of push through. But yeah, Emma Carey, she got, her judge was, not favorable
0: on that. Yeah, that side. guy was just like, I don't give a shit how old you are. You are earning yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah I, I mean, I think the field as a whole was kind of kind of weak on both sides. This is definitely, the, I think, the softest North American semifinal. Um, but I think by like, both like sides. a wide margin. A wide margin. Right. Uh, West Coast Classic, especially on the female side, we'll get talk about it when we get there, but that female side of West Coast Classic is loaded loaded that's gonna be a real tough one but um, programming the thing you meant you mentioned the programming I they were like it was like the exact opposite of Mac whereas like Mac from like a 30,000 foot view on the programming I thought it was an effective test but on an event by event basis I'm like I find none of these entertaining whereas really, like yeah. I found each individual event at Granite games to be an entertaining watch and like a good event in a vacuum. But when you step back and you look at all seven of their events, you're like, this is this is not an appropriate test to get someone
1: to the games. This is not how you program a competition. Like they're, they're all kind of doing the same thing,
0: minus the heavy, the heavy work. But it was like every event was he- Pretty much every event was heavy. There wasn't really. And like, I think there is some validity to this argument where people are like, people are going to go to the games like there was a one running event at mac which was i think a good event but like people are going to go to the games in the granite games and all they've ever done in terms of running is some 200 meters on a football field yeah whereas when we go to the games how many times have we seen like five of the first seven events involve running in some way mm-hmm. you know I, I i didn't like that um i feel like it's it's pretty common
1: knowledge at this point like If you're gonna do one of these competitions, you've got to have some sort of long endurance event to to make it kind of valid. Right. You gotta check the talked before, check the boxes, you know.
0: Right. And they looked at that their endurance event as that 13-minute cap one and the six-minute cap one, even though nobody that mattered was going anywhere near that cap. Right. You know, um, yeah, and side note, I was gonna talk about this when we talked about assault being dumped as a as a partner uh I, I, it looks like they struck some kind of deal with torque this torque tank company or like rogue owns them or or, or something like that they're really trying to be like forward facing with this this torque tank company um i like the implement i was i was gonna buy one but uh so far not going well for a torque Tank. <laughs> no. like every time they, every time they do a torque tank event they interview people when they come off the field and they're like asking like what'd you think of that torque tank and they're like it wasn't that bad.
1: <laughs> I mean, if like, it wasn't that bad, everybody went so slow on it though. So if it wasn't that bad, then they should have gone
0: faster. So, so the reason for that, so Travis Mayer was talking about this. So Travis Mayer, come to, he goes, yeah, there's no reason to go fast on the torque tank. He's like, because the way those things work is the harder you push them, the more resistance you get from them. So he's like, there's no reason to go fast. He said this I like think. publicly on sevens podcast. So he's like, there's no reason to really go fast because you're not going to be rewarded for it. So just settle into your pace. So you don't kill yourself and then go fast on the other stuff.
1: I didn't know that. That, that to me is a flaw in the, in the piece of equipment or at least, at least not to have the option to turn it off for like events. Like, yeah, cool. If I want to go do that in your yard. Great. Make it harder, the harder you go. But like if, if you want people to go fast on this thing, be able to turn off the resistance to to a certain degree or set it, have a cap on it, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, I don't know what the the answer is for that because I think it'd be a really great piece of equipment, like for your gym. Uh, I like how it's universally standardized. You don't need to worry about someone getting a slick track for the sled. Yeah. Like somebody got like a good track to push the sled on. So they have an advantage. So that's a good thing. I, I don't know how I feel about those things.
1: I feel like this is like CrossFit's answer to the all the complaints that people have had over the last few years for that reason.
0: Right. You know? It's 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 certainly a possibility. They're cool pieces of equipment. I, mm. I like them. Um there's something about a sled though when you can see all the weight on them. Yeah. So you can look at it and be like, cool. Oh, I have somewhat of an idea of how miserable they are right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: So when they're just when they're just dragging some piece of metal on wheels, it's like, why is this so hard?
0: <laughs> yeah. What about the men's side? Any any impressions on the men's side?
1: Yeah, um, not impressed with Chandler Smith. His snatch was like, impressive. Yeah, yeah. His I think he's too heavy.
0: <laughs> like he, was,
1: he looks thick. not like his snatch, his like his heavy work was good. Like the snatch looked really good. Like it was, it was good. But like he didn't have any kind of like push or, like, just, it, it, I don't know. He just. He looked like he was just there. He was going to do the workout at his pace. It didn't matter where he finished. I just wasn't impressed with how he kind of approached the weekend.
0: Uh, he, he, looked, he
1: looked gassed on multiple occasions.
0: Yeah, it looked very Sager like. Like, yeah. uh, no, I'm just going to stay relaxed. I'm going to play. I'm going to run my race, and that's fine. And then, like, he's. I think he's lucky that that field was pretty. I think pretty soft because I think there's another way that story goes where on Sunday he's in sixth place and have to fight his way in there. I agree. Yeah. You know, so, but he came out Sunday. I, I liked him on, I I think he looked pretty solid on Sunday when like I think you were seeing some people sort of break down in that heat, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was hurting them more. I I think he was looking pretty strong, but uh, yeah, I, I I agree with you. He was, I don't know. He didn't look, quite ready yet or maybe the, the heat was impacting him you know he's been training up in Massachusetts and so I might have uh I might just be putting him on
1: like a, a certain pedestal like I kind of wanted him to be like to step up and be like that next guy to like really push for number one and maybe any he, and he probably still will it just doesn't look the same as what we're used to seeing for like the top guys
0: right now and you had say so Saxon Panchik wins the whole thing did I not was, take first place in a single event
1: I was impressed by him just because he was he was steady the whole weekend, like he was he was in his groove. He was at the top pretty much in every event. So I, I was in, I
0: was impressed by him. He's a miniature version of Scott, man. Yeah, no, he, he's yeah. like he's very, very right. Scott is pretty much good at everything. Saxon is pretty much good at everything, just not as good as Scott, you know. So, um, I would say I would. I guess you could say he was impressive. I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do. You know, um, yeah. As yeah. far as Saxon goes, uh, I, um, who, I, who took second I place? Chandler. And then who? T- I thought Chandler. Chandler took third. Who took third then? Tim Paulson. Tim Paulson. So third Sunday, place Sunday lined up well for Tim Paulson. Yeah, no shit. And yeah, he yeah. got two. Yeah, he got a couple of workouts that he just blew out of the water. Because yeah. in my opinion,
1: there's no reason at any semifinal event, a person that has an 18th place
0: finish should finish in third place. Right. Yeah, this one had more parity in terms of, like, the the top – fit. like, when you watch Mac, it was like the same guys were finishing – and women, too – were finishing, like, just shuffle one through seventh place. Yeah. Whereas, like, there was a lot more parity in uh, – there was a lot more parity in the Granite Games. And I'm trying to bring it up right now because, for some reason, my memory is failing me. Um, and then fourth place was who? Uh, Roy Gamboa. Yeah, I mean, another one. He's a power athlete, so it, it mm-hmm. totally makes sense. like Roy Gamboa and Tim Paulson picked the right sanctional to go to because, again, I, if you put either of them, I think, in West Coast or MAC, they're not making it. I'm not 100% sure they qualify for the last chance qualifier if you put them in, in MAC or West Coast Classic. Yeah, I agree. Some I, I I just wasn't
1: impress, impressed by very many. I was impressed by Colton Mertens, though. That dude, little firecracker. He is the okay. male version. He is the male version of Carrie Pierce. Get
0: the fuck right here. okay. <laughs> first of all, that dude is listed as five foot four on the CrossFit Games site. I think that is a generous estimate of that man's height, because like yeah, I I agree. You know when you watch Josh Bridges, is like five foot five, five foot six out there. Mm-hmm. He looks like a normal sized person when you watch him on. You know Matt Fraser when you watch him. In, Matt Fraser's like five foot six. When you yeah. watch him on the field, you're like, yeah, he looks like a shorter guy. But if you didn't know better, you'd say he was like five nine, five ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bolton Mertens, I'm like, dude, you might be five foot one. Like, that's what, dude because he, yeah, he looks like his limbs are short. Like, like I, it's just,
1: yeah, look, that dude is strong. Like, like he didn't have a great snatch. But, like, I looked – I, I kind of – I was checking out his Instagram. He Like, he deadlifts over 500 pounds. He squats over 500 pounds. He's got a strict press of, like, 240.
0: That's fine. I uh I am not a fan of Colton Mertens. Uh, no? I was am not against
1: him. I'm not a fan of him. I was just impressed by some of the stuff that he did. But he I was, also – I was also on the camp that, like, the programming just kind of lined up for him.
0: For sure. And right. – uh and Scott, like Scott Tetlow, was another one looked extremely impressive for a small athlete. Ooh, Probably the most up. jacked little dude I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my! He's got, the, he's got the weirdest little body though. He's so like wide and stocky. Right. Well, he's five foot three. He's listed on the game yeah. site he's five foot three. But um, yeah, I wasn't afraid. Like, uh, there's, I don't know. There's to me, there's something endearing about Justin Madero's having a mullet. And then with with uh, Colton Merton's, when you have it, I'm like, one's enough. We don't... No, I think
1: uh, Colton Merton is as Tommy just. Tommy Marquez
0: called it a Canadian passport. <laughs> <laughs> he said I that like on that. the air, and I was like, that's incredible.
1: You gotta love Tommy Marquez. <laughs> no, Colton Merton's, he's just doing too much for that mullet, man. At least Medeiros trims that thing up every once in a while.
0: Right, right. But yeah, like. Uh, Colton Merton's a little full of himself.
1: Um, oh yeah, he definitely is.
0: Little full of himself, for my taste. Um, I'm like, bro, I get it. You know, you're you're hype. You know, you're excited, but you've accomplished nothing yet. You know, and uh, I he's thought he to was the better games. in the open than he was. He's actually not. I mean, there are everybody at this level is incredible in the open, but he's not even he's not even a front page guy in the open. And uh, he goes up there. He won the 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 thruster run event. Mm-hmm. they're interviewing him afterwards I, did you see this no and he's like well i did rogue i won the last event at rogue so if you look back on it i've took first place in three of the last four in-person events that i've done I'm like mazel tov, man i'm really i'm, I'm happy for you <laughs> like he's
1: gotta he's gotta pat himself <laughs> on the back when he can you know he's gotta do that I for himself like, so.
0: Matt Fraser never said that once in his entire career, and he won like twelve Every out of thirteen event.
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, that yeah. that was bananas to me. Uh yeah, and then like uh like I was I was genuinely rooting for Mal O'Brien and Emma Carey to win to go one two. Um oh, I thought that too. battle was fantastic. Like, I, I was definitely rooting for them. Um, but then Arielle Lowen sneaks in there. Good for her. Awesome. Like happy for her that she made it. But she it is was, a, she is a tiresome individual.
1: The he
0: uh, was a bit much.
1: I didn't see any any of the the after stuff for her. Oh, uh, you gotta the watch the interviews, man. i you, don't you do the interviews. Yeah, I like that, to. This uh, is where we get to know them. I like to think of the athletes how I want to think of them, and then when I hear them talk, it's just I don't want to do
0: that. <laughs> I don't want no, to know. If you watch the interviews, I think you would agree with me. Like, okay. I don't know if we need the microphone in front of this person's face more than maybe once per competition. But uh so it went it went Loan O'Brien, Carrie, uh Pacelli and then it and was Carolyn uh, Connors. Uh I'm sorry.
1: Pacelli and Pacelli. Carolyn Connors.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh Pacelli, I'm glad she came on strong late because I was looking at the programming, it was like Pacelli should blow all of this out of the water.
1: Day two was rough for her.
0: Yeah. And then uh, I was like – I am I, I like, I, I love Christy Armo O'Connell. I think she just got a bad dice roll in the programming. Uh, I thought she was going to be programming uh, agnostic, but I guess that wasn't the case. The unfortunate thing now is that she is in the last chance qualifier, and I can't imagine anybody in that last chance qualifier beating her.
1: I don't know, though. Like uh- – there, like, there's a world where you see some some pretty good athletes just running into issues like she's got and, like the what you and you know somebody's not going to make it in the west coast classic that we all think should
0: right so yeah i but there's two spots as far as i'm concerned there is now one spot available in that in that last chance qualifier just but we'll see i mean that's why they I really, run the race,
1: right I, they they made a mistake and i i know that there was a lot of reasons for this but that last chance qualifier needed to be a, a live competition.
0: But you, you can't, there's no way logistically you could I know you, can't. you, can I know that you can't.
1: In the future, you need
0: they need to figure that out though, because that would be awesome. That would be really cool. That should just be Dubai. <laughs> like or just yeah, like Lottapalooza should just be yeah. the last chance qualifier.
1: Dude, no, they need to do that because once the COVID protocols go away, Dubai pays for all the athletes to go to their competition. Right. That's that's been established. Just right. be like, hey, Dubai like hey, we want you to run a competition and we want you it to be the last chance qualifier. They might be like, oh, well, we're not going to get any great athletes. But people are going to watch this. Like, at least there's going to be people to watch, watch this, this thing and be like, um, watch it
0: through to the end. The uh, problem for Dubai is it would be a step down in terms of the quality of athlete that they normally get at that, that thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's, that's the only drawback is because right. they're not going to get the top level athletes that, that they're used to. So
0: all right so let's let's talk about the program so first event was the snatch right yep so what were your what was your takeaway on the snatch
1: Anthony Davis is a monster <laughs> that was yeah that was the coolest thing I, that was the only
0: reason that event was watchable I loved his approach to it he went into it knowing there's no reason he shouldn't win it so he hits 295 he's like all right that's my number on the board hits 315 and he's like okay that should win it and then he's like, fuck it. I'm just going for the record now. Like, oh, that yeah. was awesome. Like, <laughs> like it, I mean, yeah, he hits 315. He knows
1: there, there's, there hasn't been a guy to hit 315 at, at a, a live event in a hot minute. Like, I don't even know if there has been. Maybe Garrett and Fisher.
0: He's probably looking at his field, at this field, and he's like, well, if Paulson doesn't hit it, no one's going to.
1: Yeah. I think I think Chandler Smith might have been able to because he hit that 305 so smooth. Yeah, it was very clean. Anyway, he was just like, ah, screw it. And the, the crazy thing is was is – that 340 was his best looking
0: lift. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That dude's a monster. He's not really great at much else besides being enormous. I mean, looks like Micah Parsons, but, uh I, uh, I think he's just like, Oh, I accidentally qualified for this. I'm right. really going to go do
1: it. Maybe and like, maybe he's getting back into like CrossFit and stuff. I think maybe next year he'll, uh, he'll be able to make a little bit more noise when he maybe loses a few LBs.
0: Yeah. trim down a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any takeaways from the? I mean, not much. I, I think I really, not much for the women, right? Well, it's again. It, it, this is a tired thing to see, just the one rep right max snatch. And I didn't like this format of it, where two people lifted at once. I'm like, it's it's no, very no. distracting for the lifters. Like the guy next to them or girl next to them is also lifting at the same time. Like, I, uh, I was I was kind of just confused
1: how they were running. It took me like probably the first heat to kind of figure out how they were doing things. Cause like, I didn't like, I didn't watch like the pre-show or anything. So like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, how, how does this work? Like, what are they, what are they doing right now? Yeah. So
0: um, Emma Carey's incredibly impressive with the barbell. Right
1: she the one, she's the one that she went for 200, right? Yeah. She hit 200.
0: Yeah. Mal O'Brien it? missed it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Like, like I said, there's a different way that story goes where Mal O'Brien blows everyone out of the water in that competition. If she, she just,
1: well, I looked, she finished. All right, let me, I'm going to read you her finishes. 12th, first, 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 12th, second,
0: second. Right. So she, had she two took two subpar events. Right. But if she hits that 200, which she got under, cause she just could not, like she stood, got under the bar, stayed there for like 12 seconds. She just couldn't yeah. stand it up. She stands that's, that bar up. That's a totally different story. That's and fourth uh, place. And the 12th, the, the twelfth, she took that was on the toes to bar box step over workout.
1: Hang on one sec. That was... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It was no, it was the the wall balls, GHD sit ups, D ball cleans. Hmm. Her and Emma Carey both,
0: I think, struggled with those heavy wall balls. So they're so they are so fascinating to me in that I think they are just going to be going they're going to be the face of the sport for probably the next like 6 years. and i think you're going to see those two battle it out for a long time and really go at it. um
1: my only concern with that is they're still so young and now they're so entrenched in this. i'm worried about burnout, you know.
0: i don't i don't know, but my thing is i don't and i don't think they're going to be super successful when they get to the games because i think they're just really good at crossfit in the sense that it's like when you we take them to the games and we throw them in uh we throw them in the ocean and tell them to go swim or throw them a lake and tell them to go swim when we throw strongman's fear at them when we tell them like you have to uh carry a, a rescue dummy and then do thick rope yeah. leg, like rope climbs like i think when you see the the athletic requirements and like the amount of like mental agility required to be successful at the games, I think that's going to be what kind of separates them. And you'll see that you'll see them. I think I suspect you're going to see some bad events for them.
1: Yeah. I I also, I, they're strong. Like, I mean, they're clearly strong with like the snatch and everything. I just don't think that they are going, they don't move moderately heavy weight in a workout. Well, yet. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll
0: have to find out.
1: They both struggle with a heavy wall ball. And yeah.
0: That, I that's think it's just cuz they're just smaller. Like the good thing about where they're at is like they're going to keep getting stronger. Like they're going to yeah. keep hitting PRs and like you know, heavy wall balls are just I don't know. I don't know how tall they are, but generally speaking, small athletes have a hard time with heavy wall balls.
1: Who, just, okay, so 5 years from now, who is the the face of the women's side? Malabry. I disagree.
0: If not Emma Carey. I'm 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 put my flag in the ground and stick it with Haley Adams. Nope. I'm more, I am more entrenched on that opinion than ever. The Emma Carey moves so incredibly well. She is so impressive with it, the, with the quality of her movement. I think she's just a little bit younger than O'Brien. She just needs to catch up to her. And the fact of the yeah. matter is she's already stronger than O'Brien. That, that Emma Carey is so incredibly impressive.
1: Yeah. I'm excited but, to watch them at the games. I think that, uh, that them being at the games is reason to watch. Cause I don't think they're going to be in like the final
0: heat. That's reason to watch like the, uh some of the heats prior. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm watching every heat that they're in. Yeah. So, uh, so number two, what was, what was event number two, the thruster run.
1: Thruster run. I would have loved this workout. If they would have flipped the rep scheme, made the reps go up as they, as they worked through the Ooh. workout.
0: I dig that. Yeah. Cause 70, I mean like 50 pound dumbbell thrusters, man, that's absurd. That is rough.
1: But like, like you saw, like sometimes that, like, there were some people that crashed and burned, but like most of the time, if you just got out to a lead and could just kind of hold a pace, you would yeah, probably point. be in the top. So, but like, if you if you switch the rep scheme and that changes out uh, a lot, yeah. If you switch the rep scheme, like, then you've got some of these guys that are going to just hit the wall and like just not going to be able to make it through all those thrusters. Yeah, I like I that. Liked that way better.
0: Yeah, I dig that. That's a good, that's a good point. Uh, I was I was very impressed though with the way some of those guys handled those seventy pound dumbbells and the women handled those fifty pound dumbbells. Well, they That's all rough, handled man. it pretty freaking well. Yeah, that was very impressive to me. Um, yeah. What was uh What was event number three?
1: That was the nine seven five three ring muscle ups, hang squat cleans, burpee over bar, and the uh, the torque
0: the torque thing. I, I loved this workout, but I'm like I'm with you. There needs to be a there need to be a slight tweak to it. Uh, I just wish
1: I wish that they would have so with with your point of the resistance keeping people from like really selling out. I wish that it would have just been a sled whether it's like, let's either see if we can get a James Newberry that's gonna finish it in two rounds, or is it gonna be somebody who kinda just works steady through it and gets through it in a in a good at a good pace, you know. That's
0: exactly what we saw at Torian. It yeah. was amazing. If you watched it live, Con Porter was like, "Okay, I need to win everything if I'm going to stay alive." And Con Porter's like, "I'm I'm going to go to the, the darkest place I've ever been in my entire life just to win this." And yeah, the, the torque tank kind of prevented that from happening.
1: It is more exciting to watch people push so hard that they crash and burn, or they finish and then crash and burn, right? Than it is to watch
0: to watch people work at like a, a good pace and like a smart pace. My, um my only issue with this, with, with that event was they paid like homage to the two, 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 three interval workout from 17. Mm-hmm. They should have just flipped that. It should have been like, I get why they didn't, but it should have been three, two, 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 because in my, I didn't understand the point of giving them a whole bunch of extra time when the rep scheme was three, three, three. Yeah. But like let's give them the extra time when it's nine nine nine. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you didn't really get a whole right, lot of work right. done in that first round.
1: Right. Or uh if you did, that's when you cr- kind of crashed the burn because you had to push the pace just to get a decent amount of time on the sled.
0: Yeah, which may maybe that was their goal. But I, I love interval workouts like that, even to watch. And it was the same reason I like the Torian one. It's like I can watch what's going on in front of me where this event is. Yeah. You could watch that event and be like, oh, clearly Mal O'Brien is kicking the shit out of everybody and Emma Carey is coming on strong. Right. You know.
1: Uh, so, event four was 50-foot handstand walk, 40-calorie ski, 30-deficit handstand push-up, 40-calorie ski, 50-foot handstand walk. I did like this workout. This one was pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I was thoroughly impressed by how people crushed these deficit handstand push-ups. Yeah, a
0: lot of them went on broken. This is the one yeah. – uh, yeah, this this that was uh the one I think Colton Mertens did like unbroken like super. I think Mal O'Brien went unbroken on it. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was weird. The 50 foot handstand walk I thought was like a little weird. I agree. I wouldn't have minded seeing that maybe be get bumped up to like 60 and maybe going like 20 foot sections. Shit, man, on, I like, thought it should have been 75, like
1: 100, 100. Look, make them pay for like pushing the pace so much, like make make their
0: shoulders hurt. Right, because like that the initial fifty there. feet was like not not anything for them.
1: It's a right, sprint, they sprint on their hands. Was that? It was a sprint on their hands.
0: Like, right. I mean, there was crazy. Who was the was it Paige Powers, the other uh teenage the teenage female? I mean, she was taking longer strides than like I take when I walk on my feet. I'm like watching, I was like, oh my god, how are you even walking like that? Um <laughs> And I get, I get it. Like their shoulders are going to be fried from the ski and from the handstand push-ups going to that last one. But I would have liked to have seen them just kind of force them to reach a little bit more, like sixty, you know, seventy-five feet or something like that, and force them to go I in mean, sections. You add if you
1: add a little bit to it, then then you start to get some strategy into where all right, let's break up the handstand push-ups. Let's not go for broke on the on the ski.
0: Right. And I, I like it when they put them in sections like that and they have to, they have to decide while they're walking their hands, like, right. Oh, can I go that distance? You know?
1: Yeah. And we saw, we saw it with a couple like the lunge event where like
0: some of these younger athletes make the wrong choice. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It was, a, that was, that was, that was, that was plenty to just be the short, fun, entertaining one. Yeah. Like that yeah. was the only one they needed. They didn't need three more of those. No, yeah, no, I agree.
1: And that, that was the best one of the bunch. All right, so the next one was the back-to-back one and two. Uh, first one was 33 wall balls, 22 GHDs, 11 D-ball cleans for three rounds, two minutes rest into 22 toes-to-bar and 11 D-ball step overs.
0: Yeah. Um, that one, I had some takes on this one. Um, for starters, I was very excited to have Chase Ingram and Tommy Marquez in the booth. I think they're both – fantastic but they kept saying if you're tall you have an advantage on ghg sit-ups and i'm like tommy you are six foot three you should know better (laughs) you know better than this (laughs) they're like oh if you're tall you have a shorter range of motion it's like yeah if you're tall you also have an additional 30 pounds of like that you're moving come on tommy we raised you better than that
1: why why can't we (laughs) just can we just stop talking about the range of motion thing like we get it it's a tired conversation at this point yeah, like some people are shorter; they're going to be better at certain things. Whatever, just leave it be. Until you watch Colton Martin just do thrusters, which we, is like you know, not even fair. We can talk about his range of motion. But <laughs> nobody like, else is.
0: you're not even doing the same movement, bro. <laughs> like, when you're five foot, when you're five foot two doing dumbbell thrusters, okay, just t- just take your gold medal, man. Yeah, it's right, we know right. who's winning this one, and we know Scott <laughs> Tetlow's taking second. It's, right, it's the battle for third place. Um. Yeah, that one, speaking of Colton Mertens, those D ball cleans and watching that with my wife and uh, the announcers, you know, uh, Chase and Tommy are like, and Colton Mertens, the first one to do touch and go D ball cleans. And I go to my wife, I'm like, he's just flexing. Like, that's all that is. He knows damn well that is a stupid strategy. It is completely pointless. There's no reason to go touch and go on the, on the D ball cleans. He is just doing it to show the camera, hey, just so you guys know, D-ball cleans are so easy for me. I can do them touch and go.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, it didn't work out for him. He finished pretty poorly in that event. So
0: Anyone who's ever done a CrossFit workout could have told you, like, hey, that's probably not a good idea, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't and, a huge fan of this workout. You know what I didn't like was the, the small plexiglass target that they had.
0: It it just it looked very difficult to hit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else I can comment on in their performance in this between besides Colton Mertens and Mallory O'Brien. I promise I did actually watch this competition, but uh, yeah, there Tim, they're Paul, really Tim Paulson. A ton of takeaways.
1: Tim Paulson, these last three workouts he he did really really well on. Yeah. Okay. um he, he was pretty impressed. i i'm not real high on him anymore but he, he was impressive on these
0: last three yeah uh event the the step over toes of bar event just kind of dumb to me i didn't understand the point of it like i have no, no. issue with a time a six minute time capped event at all but i don't think those are the right that's the right movement combination to do it with
1: you know what was bizarre to me was the pace that like people were moving like they would get off the toes of the bar and like, they would just like, they were just walking in the street. Like they all walk so slowly to the D boss. I get that they're tired, but like, good Lord. Yeah. Two
0: rounds. Yeah. That and event surprised guys, me too. Cause I, I thought taller athletes would do well. Cause I'm is. like, this event is just the stepovers, but it, yeah. it didn't really, that didn't really appear to be the case. It was kind of a, a mixed bag, which was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I was,
1: I, I didn't like the back-to-back, um, and then the last one was called "Hang On." It was a thirty-calorie row, three legless rope climbs, three regular rope climbs, nine devil presses, and a fifteen-yard
0: double dumbbell overhead walking lunge with seventies and fifties. People enjoyed this. I think when you look at it in combination with the other events of these of this event of this uh, competition, I don't. I think it was a bad event. I have no problem with this being the final then let's make let's get rid of like some of the other stuff that we did in the other events. I agree. I I liked this one. I would have rather kept
1: this one than keep some of the other ones that they did because I thought it was an entertaining final. It
0: really struck me as like a Dave Castro style final. Yeah. It I mean, it really reminded me of something that, that Dave Castro would program as the final event in the
1: CrossFit Games. I mean, it produced some pretty exciting moments, so like it's a good I to me that's
0: a good final. If it's a good test and it's exciting, that's a good final yeah, there's, like, again, there's a different way that story goes where it's, like, Emma Carey doesn't have just, like, the Satan judge who's, like, just hammering her for, like, like yeah, the, even the even the analysts were, like, yeah, they're really getting after her for, like, the toe drag thing. I don't know. Like <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt bad for the poor girl. But she's still going to the games, and it was a oh, yeah. good
1: learning experience for her. God, if she would have missed out on, like, the games because she finished that terribly in that
0: workout, I would have been pretty upset yeah i would not have been chill about that either i guess there's some sort of appeal or something that they, they put through for points on that i think too i don't know yeah but all right uh any other last sort of takeaways from the granite games
1: uh the granite games got me pretty excited just to keep watching these like some this was the first one that i've like watched the entire weekend
0: i thought it was well done and i'm excited to keep watching the rest of them i agree I agree. I, I think this format and this isn't even like the full fledged version of it yet. I think it's going to be much better and much more expansive next year. But I think this format so far has been fantastic and it's got me real excited for West Coast. I like it because there's
1: a there's a structure to it. Like, you know what? Like, it's not just like a hey, sectional this weekend, sectional that weekend. Like there's there's a structure, there's a schedule and it's I, I,
0: I like it a lot. Yeah. So this weekend. Uh, both the European online qualifiers and Brazil. So all three of those are going to be online. Uh, CrossFit released the programming for it. Um, It's going to be universal to all three, which I think is a great idea. But if anybody's interested in checking this out, they will all be on YouTube. Um, All right, everyone. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for giving us a listen. Uh, set us any questions you might have. I've, I've had a few listener questions come in. Uh, love to have some more so we can do a listener question episode for you guys. In the meantime, give us a follow on social media. Uh, later everybody.